Are you gonna? Should we open them? Oh, sure. Hold on. Hold it right up to the microphone. Ready? One, two, three. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> you took such pleasure in that, and I was oh, like, "This is yeah. absolutely gross." Don't I'll try it yet. I'm sniffing it. This smells disgusting. Do I have to drink this? Are we diving right into the discussion? Haley, I was just talking to her on Snapchat, and she says, uh, I told her that we have this pineapple peach one, and she was like, oh, this one tastes just like soda. You'll, she'll really like it. And I was like, oh, well, I gave her ginger because I wanted her to try like a more OG flavor. And she was like, oh, she'll hate it. Oh, great. So I'll try yours, and then you can drink the ginger one. And okay. you can just drink both because I don't want them. Anyway, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Welcome to You Know That I've Been Wondering, a comedy and culture podcast hosted by Sarah and... Jane, Jane, we have a lot of liquids on the table. We do. We both have a glass of water. We both have a bottle of kombucha, and we both have a mug full of coffee. Yeah. So last week I asked Jane about kombucha because I don't know anything about it, and then she made me get a kombucha because yeah, <laughs> I've, I've, I've never tried it, and it sounds so gross. What I have to tell you about, it, I feel like it's not going to sell you on it, but like, <laughs> so I'll taste it before you start talking. How are you doing? What's going on? I, <laughs> I'm still getting over this like cold. Um, those children, they just give me all their germs. Right. Um, try, I'm still trying to make a decision about Stella Adler. Oh, yeah. Do you want to tell the listeners? <laughs> sure. Well, th- last week we talked about how we went to Boston together for an audition for me. And it was, um, I went to NETC's, which is the New England Theater Conference. And I, to be honest, I didn't fully in-depth read the full packet they gave me <laughs> that said who all the people I was auditioning for would be. I got a couple callbacks, but... Um, nothing that I was really intending on taking because I was already planning on going home for the summer um, and working at my old theater camp uh, and being in a musical that my old theater camp boss and directors um, working on. It was probably just going to be a musical review, but it's going to be with some people who I haven't seen in a while, and I was excited to do it. But then I found out that I got I got seen by. Um, the Stella Adler Summer Conservatory and they said I could go there for the summer which is exciting but now I don't know what to do because you know it's expensive and I was looking forward to being home for the summer but this could be a really good program that might help my career a lot so if you think Jane should go to Stella Adler leave a five star (laughs) review on iTunes (laughs) how are you Sarah? I'm pretty good. Um, I'm feeling I'm feeling really tired. We had a really long work week this week because mm-hmm. the uh, New York City Department of Education, all elementary schools had a half day on Thursday. So I was normally I'm at my school from two to six o'clock, five days a week. But on Thursday, I was there from 11 to six o'clock. So it's just a longer day being, you know, I think when you work with children, you just have, you adopt a different personality around them. Not different, but I definitely am a more exaggerated version of myself. Oh, yeah. And then on Friday, when I'm there, I teach. So it was a lot going from that Thursday where I spent, you know, three more hours with them than I normally do, going into Friday where... I then had to teach them as well. So it was a long day. It was a really long day. Um, I'm, I'm definitely feeling it. 
But I'm, I'm happy to be here now and learn a little bit about kombucha. So last week I asked Jane that, about kombucha. That's something I've been wondering about. Like, what is it? Where did it come from? Why is it so popular? And Jane asked me about... Uh, middle names. Middle names, yes. So today I will be covering middle names, which is going to be really... Is I had so much fun researching this. <laughs> I don't know if you had as much fun researching kombucha, but I was like rolling on the floor laughing. Should we just go in and drink it? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I Do you want to try this one first? Haley said I'm not going to like it. Hi, Haley. <laughs> okay, well, maybe maybe the point is, is that I try the one that's gross first, and then, and then you'll I'll like, try the like, one that I like, and it'll be like a pleasant surprise. Yeah. All right, I have my water close by just in case. Oh. Get your chaser ready. Oh god, this is like this is <laughs> gonna be some like reverse ASMR. Haley told me, um, she said um, that she's talking to someone last night about you, how you can mix kombucha with alcohol, and then she said, "So get twisty and have a healthy gut." <laughs> <laughs> well, one time that did happen to Jane last year when we were in our old apartment. <laughs> Jane and I went to the grocery store, and the grocery store there had kombucha like right by the checkout, which is like such a good example of the gentrification of Harlem. But anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> So it was like a rosé one, and she was like, oh, that sounds delicious. So she grabs it, and we get back to our apartment, and then we're, like, watching something, and she's drinking it. And all of a sudden, she's like, why am I so warm? Like, <laughs> like why do I feel so weird? And then we we read the label, and it said rosé contains alcohol. <laughs> I mean, all kombucha is actually, like, slightly alcoholic, I think. That's why sometimes you get carded when you're... When you buy kombucha. Yeah. Which I never have, but I think it's just That place is supposed to card you. I can pass for like a 40-year-old, I feel like. No. (laughs) What? No, you look your age. No, I feel like I always have people telling me like, so how old are you? And I told them, they're like, what? No. No, I got that a lot when I was little. Like when I was, when I was like 10 and 11, people thought I was like 14, 15 or something like that. Because mm-hmm. I, I developed. <laughs> and job interviews too. So I guess I do come across as over, but I think that it has more to do with like my like intellectual prowess. Not to like mm-hmm. brag, but like. <laughs> You're a Ravenclaw. We get it. I'm a Ravenclaw. <laughs> okay. All right. Shall we try this gross stuff? I wish you wouldn't have told me that it was alive. It says on the bottle Ew, in no, big letters. Live probiotics. That makes it worse. It's not like animals. It's like bacteria. <laughs> don't, don't whisper bacteria. All right. One, two, three. Oh, I don't hate that. Oh, yeah. I would mix tequila with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I drink a get lot of... Get twisty and get a healthy gut. No, I drink a lot of ginger beer. This so one just that just tastes like ginger beer yeah. to me. This, this is thank you, Kavita. Special thanks, <laughs> Kavita Master. Not Kombucha. sponsored by. Unless not you... sponsored yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I don't know if I'll drink the whole thing. That's fine. But no, I, the live stuff actually doesn't bother me so much because first of all, yogurt's alive. Um, second of all, I I love oysters. My mom like hates them, and every time I, we go to eat them, she'll be like, "You know, those are alive." Like as you swallow them, they are. <laughs> you look. So upset. I didn't know that. I yeah. mean, it's not like I eat oysters all the time. And I remember we ate mussels at a restaurant that was, like, caught locally. Yeah. Well, mussels are different because mussels and clams, you cook first, so, like, they die during that process. Thank but oysters God. are eaten fresh. So, yes, they are technically still alive. And my mom will always, like, right before I eat one, be like, that's still alive. And I'll be like, whatever, and, like, throw it back. <laughs> but they're good. Like, I, feel, I just find it really refreshing. Like, I think it's a refreshing it's taste. Anyway. Um, all right. Let's 
Let's get into it. Let's dive right into it. Let's dive right in. (laughs) Tell me, Jane, about kombucha. All right. So, um, kombucha is a fermented, slightly alcoholic, lightly effervescent, sweetened... (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a commercial for a a bronzer or something. Slightly effervescent. (laughs) Um, Sweetened black or green tea drink. Um, It's tea? It's tea. I didn't realize that either. I didn't know that intended as a functional beverage for its supposed health benefits. Supposed, supposed. dragon. Now, that's the thing that I kept finding in my research for this, is that, like, I kept finding, um, like, doctors being like, there's no proof that there, it, like, helps your health in any way. But then, like, kombucha drinkers being like, it's so good for you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> These people. Oh, my God. Um, sometimes the beverage is called kombucha tea to distinguish the name from the kombucha culture or bacteria and yeast that, like, is kombucha used to Kombucha culture? It. Not kombucha, like, culture, <laughs> like, in a Petri dish. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, like, kombucha culture? You just don't understand. <laughs> Cardi B has a second child. Its name is kombucha. Um, That's her middle name, and we don't know it. We'll get into it. <laughs> she goes by her middle name. It's culture, but her full name is kombucha culture. <laughs> <laughs> What's Cardi B's last name? We don't know. Nobody knows. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, so kombucha is produced by fermenting tea using this thing called a SCOBY, which is an acronym for, it stands for a symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. Ugh. <laughs> drink up. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to drink my coffee. And the SCOBY is commonly called... A mother. Scoby's too gross to scrotum. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> a sco- it's commonly called a mother or a mushroom. Oh, it's a mushroom, mom. It's just, like changed how I even think about mushrooms because you think of like a mushroom being a plant, but really it's just like a growth of bacteria. Yeah. So we don't know exactly where it comes from. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Let's drink it. (laughs) (laughs) Some people think it originates from Northeast China, some from Russia, some from Europe. Um, I found this article on this website called JD Journal, which it's a research site for lawyers. The website on the bottom said, backed by the power of Employment Research Institute, there is no other publisher in the world more uniquely qualified to write to and for legal professionals. So it's like a website for like, law questions but it had this article about kombucha someone got sued over kombucha (laughs) (laughs) i didn't need to know who and this woman named katherine wheeler wrote this article um about what it is and she said that it mostly it most likely originated from 220 bce manchuria which is bce bce um which is Northeast China? Yeah, Northeast China. But it's currently brewed globally and is sold commercially by various companies. Just a few years ago, you could only find it in specialty grocery stores, but now it's super mainstream. Soup's mainstream. (laughs) In 2009, this company called Slate did a survey, um, and kombucha was voted the most liberal product in America. (laughs) (laughs) Barack Obama endorsed kombucha. (laughs) In second place was the store, Whole Foods, which that was before Amazon owned it, so that makes more sense. That makes Um, more sense. Chaco Sandals was number three. The beer, Stella Artois, was number four. What? (laughs) And then just a Frisbee was number five. What? (laughs) 
now I'm just imagining all these people at Obama rallies holding a kombucha, throwing frisbees in Chaco sandals. I think oh the frisbee is just because, like, you usually find it being thrown by, like, bros at, like, liberal colleges. Right. Liberal arts colleges <laughs> love frisbees. They do. So, basically, so this is a little bit about, like, the history of it. In the 90s, um, it sort of started gaining in popularity, um, mostly because some people started drinking it and making crazy claims about its health benefits. Um, like, they were saying that it could cure, like, more everyday ailments like arthritis, um, oh. constipation. A couple people started saying that it could cure AIDS, cancer. What? Di- yeah, diabetes, and even aging. Like, they were oh like, this God. is the Don't miracle the product. I know, I know, I know. That kind of gave a scare to, like, the medical community that, like... <laughs> If this if this information like got to the mainstream, people, people would, would like stop going, stop to, going doctors. to doctors yeah, yeah. and be like, oh, I like, you I know, drink kombucha. It's I fine. Like, <laughs> I may have like this life threatening illness, but I don't need to go to the doctor. I'll just drink kombucha and be fine. Um, oh my god. Um, but like those claims made it like kind of grow in popularity in the '90s. But then in the early 2000s, doctors like uh-huh. made a serious effort of like trying to quell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, be like. You are dying. Please stop Um, drinking kombucha. So obviously none of these um, were proven scientifically to be true. None of these claims. Um, Oh, I just took another sip and it just hit me the wrong way this time. Oh. Uh, And then I just wrote in the notes here that I think I wrote this before I even like read, got more information about it. It's just good for your digestion. (laughs) But like, is it? The kombucha culture is good for your soul. Yes. Um, uh, I have a joke about Noah Centineo that will come in later. Oh my um, god, two episodes <laughs> in a row! <laughs> Alright, so in the early oh 2000s, god. like, the popularity of kombucha was, like, steadily growing, and then, hold on to your seats, ladies, like... I'm not, I'm sitting on a bed, so... <laughs> hold on to your bed. Hold on um, to my sheets. Because in comes... My home state of Maine. Oh boy! Um, I know. When I start, when I read this, I was like, "Oh my gosh, representation!" This is so close to home for me. The Maine Department of Agriculture Consumer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See, I have a typo here, and I wrote the word "proctions," <laughs> and I think I either meant protection or production, and I don't protections. know. Protections. Let's say probably protections. protections. The inspector. Um, his name is Randy Trahan. Tran. T-R-A-H-A-N. Uh, he was doing an inspection of the Whole Foods in Portland, Maine, which is where I was born. Oh. Um, and I know at that Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> Not at the Whole Foods. <laughs> at the Maine Medical Center. But I do go to this Whole Foods pretty regularly. Like, every time I go home and my mom picks me up from the bus station or the airport, or however I get home, she always makes a stop at Whole Foods on the way home to get like some sort of vegan dinner on the way home my mom's vegan i am currently too but anyway so he was doing an inspector of the whole foods um and he noticed that some of the kombucha bottles were leaking (gasps) yeah and (laughs) shame on me no and it made him worried about the fermentation process of the kombucha um because here's the thing with kombucha is it's made by fermenting the bacteria yes in tea but if you like don't store it properly, um, which you could tell it wasn't it being stored properly, it grows into the blob. No, no, no. <laughs> it ferments further and becomes more alcoholic. 
so he got worried yeah (laughs) so he was worried about like like kids buying kombucha which like what kids in 2010 were like mom i'm gonna go buy some kombucha like while you're not around like (laughs) 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 um he was the worried about problem has really gotten out of hand. In but this he was worried about like kids buying things that they didn't know were alcoholic, and like obviously like no one's going to card them for a thing that they think is just juice essentially. Right. Um, and then like basically like getting drunk off of it. Um, so they had the Whole Foods send a few bottles of their kombucha to the University of Maine, where they found mm. that the bottles had a 0.5% to over 2.5% alcohol levels, which is well over the regulation for beverages labeled as non-alcoholic, which kombucha was. Um, which apparently 0.5% is the, like, level, which, like, makes me think, like, wait, what things in the store are, like, 0.3% alcoholic, and I don't know it, and it's fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, really, we should look into that. And then, because of that, it caused this huge scandal, and kombucha was removed from that Whole Foods and from similar stores. Um, kombucha scandal! <laughs> no, it was a kombucha scandal. But then, so, for two months, like, it wasn't sold anywhere. And during that time, though, there was a second kombucha scandal. This what? time... Two in two months? <laughs> two in two months. This time involving... Get ready, ladies. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that was such a No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, Basically, my God. Tell me so what she did. During that time, Lindsay Lohan was in rehab, right? <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. And she was given this bracelet, which, like, we're living in the future, even though that was 2010. Um, <laughs> so she was in the past. She had this bracelet that, like, could detect her... Like, if she was drinking alcohol. Alcohol, but alcohol level, yeah. Yeah, and it would, like, be, it would go off, and she would, like, get in trouble if it detected alcohol in her system. Um, oh, my God. And she basically was just regularly drinking kombucha for her health, and her alarm went off. That was, like, another major, like, scandal oh for the... I know, and she got in a lot of... She got in, like, trouble and like, the tablets, I guess. Um Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, and it set off the alarm. So there was like a whole bunch of negative media coverage. Um, but around this time... <laughs> kombucha's getting a bad rep. <laughs> I know. But around this time, this woman named Hannah Crum co-founded the Kombucha Brewers International, which is essentially um, a company that educates about kombucha and... Uh, educate, it aims to educate consumers and retailers about kombucha as well as promote industry ethics and labeling standards um, for how much like the alcohol level actually is. She at the time thought it like they were doing damage control like crazy for the kombucha but then like years <laughs> later like literally My we client just, is yeah, out of control. Yeah, literally years later she basically was interviewed about the whole like two months that kombucha wasn't being sold and basically said like this isn't an exact quote, but she basically said, like, well, it turns out, like, no press is bad press because it just got more, gave kombucha more attention. People were like, it's boozy. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just what like, I said. <laughs> it just became, like, more popular. Um, Good for kombucha. Came yeah. out of that hole. Because um, it became, it made it a thing that people were talking about. And since then, right. more and more brands with more and more variations of kombucha um, came on the scene and were making the product more popular um in 2014 a company called kombucha was debuted (laughs) and that makes kombucha beer Mm -hmm. and apparently um in 2014 u.s consumers purchased 
$400 million worth of kombucha in 2014 alone, and sales in the next couple years only went up. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, These millennials are out of control. I know. (laughs) These liberals with their frisbees. Um, So let's go, like, back more into, um, like, the science of it and, like, the health benefits. Um, Most people drink kombucha for its supposed health benefits. And then in parentheses, I wrote, LOL, so not for the taste. Um, (laughs) No, not for the taste. um, Definitely not. (laughs) It contains probiotics. Um... Uh, if your kombucha is raw and unpasteurized, it, that means it's full of probiotics from live bacteria and yeast. Okay, that's gross. <laughs> I know I just said that I eat oysters and they're alive, but something <laughs> about yeast like makes me really uncomfortable. Probiotics have been shown to improve your immune system and help your digestive system. And then I wrote, Peter Kavinsky was right. So I'm going to explain where Peter Kavinsky comes into this. Oh my gosh. Basically, do you remember that scene in um To All the Boys I've Loved in Before? In the classic seminal film <laughs> To All, All the Boys I've Loved Before, Before, where Peter Kavinsky and Laura Jean are at the party and he like jumps over the back of the couch, puts his arm around her, and he's like, Here, babe, and he hands her a red solo. And it's cup, a kombucha. And yeah. she thinks he's giving her beer. And she takes a sip and she goes, Why is beer so vinegary? And he's like, Oh, sorry, that's my cup. It's com- like, beer's not. This is kombucha. And she goes, you drink kombucha? She's all, like, impressed. He's like, yeah, it's good for your digestion. <laughs> You've seen this movie so many I times. kept hearing that in my brain the entire time I was doing this. So, let's answer Peter Kavinsky's question. Is it good um, for your digestion? So, you're, you naturally have bacteria in your digestive tract. Um, but with our, like, terrible modern eating habits, like, the terrible typical American diet. Don't bring um, it up. I just ate Domino's. <laughs> Um, our microflora kind of need a little boost, and that's what probiotics do. Um, adding probiotics into your diet, whether it's kombucha or a vitamin supplement. Um, there's yogurts out there that have them, um, and there's other foods you can get that have them in them. Um, it helps your, the bacteria to grow um, and actually translates into better digestion. Um, although I can't find anywhere that doctors were like, yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah, good. Point of fact. <laughs> Kombucha culture is a symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast containing one or more species of bacteria and yeast. Which, what? There are multiple species Yeah, they in work there? together. Okay, that um, makes me feel... And they form together. a zooglial mat known as the mother. Um, and I assumed that kombucha drinks were just fizzy because they add, like, seltzer water or something. Or, like, they put it in soda. Mm-mm, my friend, you'd be wrong. Um, <laughs> Why? I, <think> <laughs> I am the one who assumed it. Mm-mm, my friend. <laughs> I'm my, past me is my friend. Yeah, um, she is. She's a friend. Um, the yeast breaks, they add sugar to it, and the yeast breaks down the sugar into carbon dioxide and alcohol, giving it the fizziness. And the bacteria converts the alcohol into acetic acid, giving the drink the vinegary taste. Oh, mm-hmm. this is like the more you explain it, the more gross I find. <laughs> even though I'm drinking it. Um, in conclusion, Peter Kavinsky loves it. It's good for your digestion. Um, it's made into a fizzy and often delicious drink. Um, and then <laughs> put, why does it taste so vinegary? Quote from To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Because of the acidic acid. <laughs> Um, but now that you've already had a little bit of a drink, I just want to show you what a SCOBY looks like. No, don't show me. Ew, ew. No. <laughs> so you can see what... We're so basically, put this on the website. Also, I tried to find, like, I was like, how do you get a SCOBY? Like, how is it 
made because I couldn't find it anywhere. I'm like, am I supposed to grow it myself? Like, how am I supposed to get the bacteria to grow a scoby? Because like, I've, there's many pictures of what it looks like. But I'm like, well, how do you, you get that? You don't. If you grow kombucha in this house, <laughs> I'm gonna start fermenting my own kombucha. <laughs> it don't. looks disgusting. But is this gonna make me want to vomit? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but I think basically you just like either order it online or buy it at a health food store. A scoby. A scoby. Like, it's literally like a... Whole Foods has it. <laughs> I'm sure. Okay, here's one that they're about to plop into a jar of kombucha. Oh! <laughs> it looks like a big blob of mold, which is what it is. Um, Ew! So, what? like, if I were to brew, like, ferment my own kombucha in our house, it would look like... <laughs> that looks like a fetus! Oh, my God! That looks like... When people have body parts in jars, <laughs> that's what that looks like. That's they just plop oh it on in there and then that's, let it sit for like a couple weeks. That's freaking disgusting. Oh my god! And it turns into the fizzy and sometimes delicious drink. That's so gross. I too. would drink it more if I like. The thing is, like when you go to grocery stores, like I feel like it comes in these big glass jars. And it's so heavy. And I'm like, I don't want to carry that home. And it's also expensive, I feel like. It is. My mom, we have, it's not a Whole Foods, it's called Kimberton Whole Foods in my hometown. Um, so it's, it's different. But they have kombucha there. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, they'll have a two for six dollars sale. And that's a steal. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So one time I went with my mom and they were having two for six dollars on kombucha. And I, she literally bought like 25 bottles. Well, she bought an even number. She bought yeah. like 26 bottles. It was crazy because it was never, it's never that cheap. Next time it happens, tell her to just like scoop a bunch up put them in her fridge I'll buy them off her (laughs) (laughs) we'll drive to Pennsylvania and get them I need to do more probiotic stuff I first well no like when you do antibiotics like you're supposed to do probiotics oh to like make up for it to like make up for it Mm -hmm. oh Um, interesting but like according to what like again every article I read like no doctors actually like were promoting it but like everyone who drinks it is like here's all the things um so it's only oh, from personal. And I should say there are a couple times that there have been like negative effects, negative oh. health effects. But all of those um were most likely contributed to like um contamination during fermentation. Like it oh. wasn't like the 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 SCOBY itself. It was just the <laughs> Don't blame the SCOBY, he's an innocent victim. <laughs> Um, this one article, I thought this was hilarious. Um, they were interviewing this woman who, like, runs, like, a kombucha, like, cafe. Um, mm-hmm. And she referred to it as the cure-all that doesn't really cure anything. <laughs> <laughs> it just sets your body to heal itself. So, apparently, it just, like, programs your digestive system and your immune system to, like, be better. <laughs> hey, do better. <laughs> but, again, it does not cure cancer or AIDS or heart disease or aging. <laughs> Doctors really want you to know that. Doctors really want you to know. <laughs> Alright, great. So, drink kombucha safely, everybody. <laughs> and, make, like... Don't, don't drink kombucha and drive. Some of it's more alcoholic than others. Check the label. Check the label. Don't drink and drive. Alright, thank you. You're welcome. I thought this was going to be a really boring topic, but it ended up being, like, kind of hilarious. No, this was super funny. I really enjoyed that. And I tried it, and it's 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 gross, but I'll drink it. <laughs> I'll, I'll drink it for the digestion. I like ginger, so ginger's not that okay. bad. I could be good with some crackers. All right. All right. <laughs> so, Sarah, why 
why the heck do I need that Abigail between Jane and Bertelson? So I did a lot of research on middle names. I definitely found out where they came from, but there wasn't a lot of information, so I have a lot of fun anecdotes in here, so get ready, (laughs) about middle names that I found highly entertaining, beginning with a little quiz. Who was the first president to have a middle name? Just have it. My brain went Martin Van Buren. I was like, wait, Van wasn't his middle name. No, Um, I know for a fact that you know this person's middle name. uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt? Mm -hmm. or Earlier. um, Oh, what's Chester A. Arthur? What does the A stand for? Before Chester A. Arthur. (laughs) Um, Here's a hint. Of the first 17 presidents, only two had middle names. Okay, well, Abraham Lincoln was the 16th. To go backwards from there. I don't know the first 15th. I know. You know this president. I know. Um, and I you mean, know. George Washington. Oh, I'm trying to think through Hamilton. The Adams administration came at some point. This is going to make me sound so dumb. My father and brother are both history teachers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come across like so dumb. Um, Do you give up? No. I mean, like, yes, but I'm going to hate Just, myself. John. John Quincy Adams? John Quincy Adams. Oh my gosh. In Hamilton, they never refer to the Quincy. No, John Adams. Okay. Wait, are John Adams and John Quincy Adams different? (laughs) Yes. Never mind, never mind. mind. I take it back. I take it back. No, 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 no. This is why. Okay, okay, okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. My brain just like forgot they were different. So there was John Adams. And then they had to refer to the other John Adams by his middle name because he was the second John Adams. Exactly. I got you. I know all about it. He is John Quincy Adams, and he was the first president to even have a middle name, but they called him with a full name because his father had been president before. <gasps> Just like his we do. father? Oh, you <laughs> didn't know that? Jane, what? <laughs> Alright, so we got through the first <laughs> the first bullet point, which was that the first president to even have a middle name was John Quincy Adams, but of the first 17, only two had middle names. Okay. Crazy. So, triple names, having three names, dates back to ancient Rome. So, bring it back to the Ides of March. <laughs> Which was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday they had some March. We survived. Yes, we did. We made it through. So in ancient Rome, people had three names. Um, the pre-nomen, which is the personal name. Um, the nomen, which is the family name. So first name, last name. And then the cognomen, which is a nickname indicating a personal attribute. Or eventually, it would indicate what branch of a family you were from. So Julius Caesar's full name was Gaius Julius Caesar. Um, mm. But that the three name things was mostly for men no surprise there um women would typically have two names and slaves would have one so they would just i don't know which two they would have but they would just have like i guess the what do you mean which two names would they have it's not like you can be like yeah i only have a middle name and a last name like no No. your first name is your first no but the cognomen the like nickname like the nomen was the name that was in the middle but it wasn't a middle name Oh. Like, it didn't serve the same. Like, all of the names had specific functions. I see. Right? So, I guess the women would just have their personal name and their family name. They wouldn't necessarily, they wouldn't have, like, a nickname or Mm -hmm. anything like that. Unless they were aristocratic. So, some aristocratic families used multiple cognomia to indicate their lineage. So, when they started getting into indicating the branch. So, um, one inscription from ancient Rome indicates that there was a consul who was, like, a politician in in the year 169, this man, Q. Pompeius Senecio Socius Precious, had 38 <laughs> names. <laughs> that's like that town in Wales that's like t- 
has like 40 letters in its name. Oh, yeah. No, this is like Daenerys Targaryen. Like, it'd be like introducing. <laughs> Seventh of Mother her of Dragons, <laughs> Breaker of Chains. Like, if it, like imagine imagine announcing that guy at a party. So this practice faded for a while in the Dark Ages. Having three names, it would just be first and last. And it mostly started, it most likely started back up again in Italy in the 13th century when people started adding saints' names as a middle name. Um, and the idea was that that saint would protect their children. So it became a religious practice. Aww. So I know you're wondering, I looked it up. Saint, I looked up Saint Elizabeth and Saint Abigail. So if we were born in the Middle Ages, these would be our saints. There were a lot of Saint Elizabeths. The most famous is Mother of John the Baptist, Saint Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. But then my personal favorite, who I've decided if I were Catholic would be my saint, is Saint Elizabeth of Hungary, um, who is from the like 1100s. Um, and she was married at 14 and widowed by 20. So she took a vow of celibacy and regained her dowry. She got it back. It was like, nice. um, my husband died. I earn. I, I want that. Um, and she <laughs> used that money to build a hospital. And she worked there the rest of her life. Um, isn't that like the sweetest thing you've ever heard? Um, like, what an amazing woman we stand. And she is the patron saint of bakers and charities, which I love. Wow, Helga yeah. Hufflepuff wishes. <laughs> but, like, I also thought that was really appropriate because, like, love baking. But also, like, I love working in nonprofits, and that's, like, really important to me. St. Abigail, so this is your Middle Ages middle name. Quote, more commonly known as St. Gobnet or Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> People didn't understand nicknames back then. They were like, what's your name, Abigail? I don't even nickname. It's Deborah. <laughs> well, she's from the 6th century and she was an Irish woman who ran away from home to the Aran Islands which like I don't know how she got there in the 6th century by herself but she did the most (laughs) Um, and then an angel when she got there an angel appeared to her Mm -hmm. and told her she wasn't meant to be there even though she had worked so hard (laughs) and told her to look for a place marked with nine white deer and when she found that place that would be her final destination so she returned to the mainland of Ireland and she found this field in which there were nine white deer and she ended up establishing a convent there that she worked at for the rest of her life and on that convent she established a bee farm so she's the patron saint of honeybees and beekeepers oh my gosh lunar buzz i know isn't that the sweetest thing taylor isn't that the sweetest so that's where our middle names would were we in the middle ages would have cool that's who we would have been named for anyway (laughs) my mom wanted to name me augusta because you were born in August? Because I was born in August, and I was born in Maine unexpectedly, and the capital of Maine is Augusta. Oh, that's um, sweet. Also, I had um, a set of great-grandparents who their names were Augustus and Augusta. They were married. Um, <laughs> but neither of them went by their names. They both went by nicknames. Augustus went by Gus, and Augusta went by May, which I think was her middle name. <gasps> full story, full circle. Wow. <laughs> I like Augusta. That would have been so cute. I like, I mean, I love your middle name, but Augusta's very cute. So well, these- I think Gus is a cute name for a little girl. Yeah. Oh, that is cute. Gus Gus. Like, I'm Cinderella. <laughs> Anyway, the use of middle names spread through Spain and France with the same religious like purpose. In the first decade of the 19th century, saw more than half of boys born in France with just one name, 37% with two and 8% with three. By the last decade of that century, just under a third had one first name, while 46% of boys had one middle name and 23% had two. Mm-hmm. So within like from like 1900 to 1910, middle the use of middle names increased by like by like 10 percent 
So it grew rapidly. So England was a little late to the game. Um, they didn't catch up on, on having middle names at all until the late 1700s, which is when middle names started becoming popular in the United States amongst all classes, not just aristocrats. Aristocrats. <laughs> aristocrats. I knew I was going to say aristocrats. <laughs> Love that movie. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Everybody wants to be a cat. Are we allowed to sing that? Is that copyrighted? No, it's fine. We're just goofing off. Whatever. So in the 1700s, middle names started becoming, like, people would start using them all the time, not just, like, aristocrats trying to, like, show off all of the people that they had named, they had been named after. So Ancestry.com has an article about middle names, and the first sentence is, no one on the Mayflower had a middle name. What? (laughs) No one on the Mayflower had a middle name. That sounds... Like, I mean, I believe it, because Ancestry's telling me that, but, like... <laughs> I believe anything Ancestry tells me. Isn't that crazy? <sighs> what? Yeah, not a single person. Um, since the Pilgrims and many early settlers came from England, early Americans followed the tradition of only having two names, because, like, most English people didn't have three. Um, few Boston babies were given middle names in the 1730s, but settlers from Germany and France, where it had been a more popular practice... Um, had been giving middle names so you can see immigration records i can show them to you where it's the same period one's a record one's a birth record or an immigration record from boston which is like obviously heavily english Mm -hmm. english influenced and one's from pennsylvania which had a huge dutch influence Mm -hmm. and that one there are like multiple people on the list that have middle names and the one from boston not a single person and they're all like john (laughs) john abbott john cabot (laughs) john smith so yeah so it wasn't popular um and then in north carolina there's another record that shows in north carolina by 1900 like everyone had a middle name so once England had settled and like all of this stuff and America started receiving influence from other countries then Americans really started adopting middle names into their practice and these grew in popularity for several reasons first there was a population boom as you can imagine um, as the population grew people needed to distinguish themselves more so there couldn't be a million John Smiths there had to be a John Arthur Smith or something um, so population was a really big reason people started using their middle names and incorporating them so they'd be able to tell each other apart it's kind of funny because I feel like back then everyone would like roll their eyes at white people for like their lack of creativity with names like everyone was John everyone was Mary everyone like but now it's like oh my gosh like white people need to stop naming their children like crazy stuff like Crystal PETA Um, or, um, oh my god. I'm looking around. <laughs> this is at Katniss her. Everdeen? <laughs> this is my child, Katniss Everdeen. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. No, it's true. But also, like, names used to be almost entirely based off of religion or based off the name of their father, like, the name of their father or grandparent. Like, that's how, that's how, only how people named each other. Russian names. Those were crazy. One day, one day I will cover Russian names because <laughs> it's just a whole other, it's a whole other ball game. Um, so population, one big reason that middle names become more popular. Um, some people build on middle names with baptismal practices as a sign of change mm. throughout life. So this one article I read, this woman said that she has three middle names because when she was baptized, she was given the middle name Mary. But then later in her life, a different saint seemed more pertinent to her. Like when she had children, like the saint of motherhood. So she has three middle names for like three different saints that she like adopted into herself as like a sign of change throughout life so that does happen 
some people see adding middle names as a way of piling up relationships if you're named after someone so like it's a gesture of like oh Mm. like you mean a lot to me i'm going to make my child make your name my child's middle name um and then also family this is a quote family is the most important thing that gets referenced in middle names so it makes sense for upper classes to be about inheritance so like you know if there were these like wealthy men who had like 25 grandchildren people would try to like win that guy's favor by like naming all their children after him making all their middle name to be like look we care about you so much and like they carry on the family name so that's obviously a really huge part of it Mm -hmm. Um, middle names did not become common for women until much later so for a long time women's middle names would be their maiden name so women wouldn't really have a middle name until they got married and that happened until like the 30s and then women started having middle names Um, middle names were so much the norm by the time the computers rolled around that when computers were first programmed to like take file of u.s citizen documents you could only enter three names not two or four Mm. Um, you had to put in three so people if they didn't have a middle name or a middle initial the program would automatically insert an nmi which stands for no middle initial um which i don't know if that means that then became your middle name nmi but (laughs) that's how early computers like tracked people it's pronounced nmi actually it's um it's like that girl who like sued the sats because her name was ladasha but it's spelled l and then the symbol dash oh yeah and she like sued the sats because they wouldn't accept l dash a as a name um because you couldn't put a dash right a letter right (laughs) oh my god i don't remember if she won or not but (laughs) let's find out let's find out what ladasha and um we'll cover that next episode and my middle name is nmi so nmi um so then I found this hilarious New York Times article that was titled, They're Dropping Like Middle Initials. <laughs> and that's all about how, like, middle now middle names and middle initials have become less popular. There was a long string of presidents. This is the opposite of the first question I asked you. There was a long string of presidents who all used their middle names in their full title. But now, like, we don't really see that anymore. Like, it was Barack Obama. Like, George W. Bush we had to because of his father, but like Bill Clinton, Ronald Reagan, Jimmy Carter, as opposed to like William Henry Harrison. I mean, Um, sometimes I feel like we refer to Trump as Donald J. Trump. Sometimes, but that's probably because of his son. But also, like, there was James K. Polk, Chester A. Arthur. Um, Like, it just was really popular for a long time as middle names and middle initials became more common. So it was like, it also... The article talks about how, like, the middle initial was kind of a sign of, like, prowess and intelligence. And people, like, saw it as one of those things. So, um, this is a quote. In recent months, the anti-middle initial bandwagon has gained momentum. In January, Nicholas Kristof wrote in a blog post that he was dropping his middle initial from his byline in the New York Times. This is a quote from him. The middle initial adds a bit of authority and gravitas, he wrote. When you're And when you're a 25-year-old reporter covering global economics and hoping to be <laughs> taken seriously, that's very welcome. But in the internet age, he continued, the middle initials conveys a formality that can be a barrier. It feels a bit ostentatious, even priggish, Mr. Kristoff wrote. <laughs> like, what? I mean, when I made my Facebook account when I was... 14. Oh, I'm going to bring it up. (laughs) (laughs) I think I put my middle initial. I forget why. I think I just thought it was like pretty. Um, And now everyone makes fun of me for, I just, I just don't know how to change it. (laughs) But it's still there. Yeah. Well, the Barack Obama Foundation dropped the H 
from his name when they named the foundation. It's supposed to be the Barack H. Obama Foundation. But I don't think that's for, like, middle name argument purposes. I think that's because his middle name's Hussein. And they were, like... People were, like, going after him for it. Right. So they were, like, let's just not talk about it. Um, personally, but I don't know that for a fact. Social scientist Wijnand A.P. Van Tilburg, which, like, he is allowed to say about middle initials for having two. Um, <laughs> if people want to appear knowledgeable and well-performing, then middle initials help. If they want to appear interpersonally warm or athletic, then middle initials don't work. And he has two middle initials, like I said, so I don't know what he's trying to prove. Um, <laughs> only one Best Actor nominee has used his middle initial, George C. Scott, and no Best Actress nominees have ever had a middle initial. So if you want to become the Best Actress at the Oscars, Jade, you got to drop that A from your Facebook page. Did you have that prepared? I did. <laughs> it's in the notes. Every generation uses middle names now less than the generation before. I kind of like middle names, though. I do, too. I'm going to give my kids middle names someday. Um, Frank Newsell, a professor at the University of Louisville and the editor of Names, a journal of onomastic, said most millennials in particular tend to want to be more egalitarian, he said, and the use of the middle initial would be perceived to be classist. And then oh. he said he dropped his own middle initial in the early 80s and hasn't missed it. <laughs> I mean, I guess it coming mother. across as, like, bougie, being like, um, something B. Timothy B. Smith. <laughs> right. No, I understand. And it has, like, an extra... It does have an extra weight to it. Women, in the past, have used initials to hide their gender. Um, so that they, a lot of times, like, female writers will keep oh. their middle initials for that purpose. So, like, A. Al Smith, J.K. Rowling. She didn't want people to... J.K. Rowling didn't want people to know that she was a woman. Because yeah, yeah. they didn't think that they would I've read the book. Um, so that's why she's J.K. Rowling. So... And she made up the middle name Catherine. She, like, she didn't have it. Um, sneaky, it's her... Sneaky, sneaky lady. <laughs> it's her mom's name, I'm pretty sure. So she gave herself a middle name to, like, disguise herself. I also think that... Middle names are becoming less popular because, like, how many people do you know with the middle name Elizabeth? Like, so many. So I think people now are be like, it's not that important, you know? Especially as, like, first names are becoming... Before, it was like you needed a middle name to distinguish yourself because a lot of the first names were the same. Now, first names aren't the same anymore. Middle names have become to be the same. So I think that's, like, probably why. Um, But, like, almost everyone, like, I have lots of cousins and they have kids. And, like, a lot of their kids' middle names is, like, their parents' name or something like that. Or Mm. their grandparents' name. Or, like, an uncle's name or something like that. They're all named after each other. So, like, I do understand for a lot of people it's about, like, honoring family members. Um, middle names in other countries. Here are some fun facts. In Scotland, because last names in Scotland are generally associated with your family roots and first names usually describe a physical characteristic, many parents <laughs> see a middle name as an opportunity to give their baby a slightly more creative moniker that has no relationship to appearance or family history. Now, I did not know about this Scottish tradition about naming your kid based off of what you see. Yeah, it's my son brown eyes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, in England, over 10% of British babies are given two middle names instead of one because after World War II, England suffered great losses during the war. Oh. Providing middle names for, to the babies born afterwards gave people a like personal relief mm-hmm. to people who had lost loved ones. So some people would give their children dead. middle names. So like Philippa, our, Brit- our very British friend, has two middle names because she has her middle name and then she has her mom's maiden name as well. Oh. She's in the 10%. 
in my brother's middle name is my mom's last name oh really yeah in Israel, it is an Ashkenazi Jewish custom to name children after deceased relatives, but unfortunately, a lot of a lot of deceased relatives had Yiddish names um, that don't sound as good to modern ears. Like, people can't... The ability to speak Yiddish has really been lost. Oh. Um, especially after World War II and the Holocaust. Um, and, like, it's just hard for modern ears to say as less and less people learn Yiddish. Um... So a lot of people haven't been following that custom. Um, in Latin America, in some countries, even first names are legislated to be of Christian origin. In Chile, most girls are named Maria after the Virgin Mary. So the middle name is like actually really important because it's not a religious name and most people are named Maria. So it's actually like the way they differentiate people. In Australia, the Australian Legal Advice Service um, has passed child naming laws allowing birth registrars to refuse to register baby names that they consider to be obscene, careless, inappropriate, or ridiculous. So they would not have approved Ladasha. <laughs> <laughs> they do allow for children to get a middle name, which is typically reserved for the mother's maiden name, provided, of course, that the mother's maiden name is not obscene, careless, inappropriate, or ridiculous. So Australia is really monitoring. I the baby wonder names. if there are like people out there whose names are curse words. I don't know. There's gotta be. There's gotta be. I haven't, obviously I've never met anyone, but like, someone out there is like, yeah, this is my child. <laughs> this is my child bullshit. <laughs> oh my god, that takes, like, that totally changes the phrase back on my bullshit. <laughs> I love that phrase. In China, middle names are very uncommon because in China, the idea that there is a separate set of words called names doesn't exist. Any word in the dictionary can be used as a name in China. So very few people have middle names for that fact. Fun facts about middle names. About 80% of people have middle names. I think that's in the world, but that could just be in America. That mm. stat was just thrown at me with no sort of context. J.C. Penny's middle name is Cash. Isn't that hilarious? What does the J stand for? I don't know. John. John Cash Penny. That's <laughs> what J C Penny stands for. I, <laughs> I never thought about that. What does the J C stand? For? Jesus Christ Penny. <laughs> Jesus Christ Penny. <laughs> <laughs> See when you say Jesus Christ Penny, I just think Jesus Christ Penny. <laughs> Okay, his name is James Cash Penny. James Cash Penny. <laughs> Cash Penny. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. <laughs> it's like Mr. Krabs. Like, they're like, all right, well, your first name is James. What do you like? Cash! <laughs> what else do you like? Yeah, Penny! <laughs> all right, so your two last names. Mr. Krabs. So, did you James like my name. Mr. Krabs impression? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. I like money. <laughs> no, that was, that was just awful. No, 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 no. Who was I doing? Who was the I like spinach guy with the big arm? Oh, Popeye. Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready for more crazy stuff? I am. I am. Cruise is Tom Cruise's middle name. His full name is Thomas Cruise Mapother the Fourth. Mapother. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make that up. His name's Mapother. Why is his middle name Cruz? Is that like a family name? 
I have no Or did idea. his mother just go on a cruise and was like, this is really this great. Is really <laughs> nice. Maybe he was conceived on a cruise. <laughs> um, Elton John, I mean, he legally changed his name to Elton John. He made his middle name Hercules. <gasps> go big or go home. <laughs> I love that. Like, I would change my middle name to, like, Athena. <laughs> I love that for you. Thanks. Okay, this is, like, a crazy fun fact. Tennessee politician Byron Anthony Looper legally renamed himself Byron, parentheses, low-tax Looper, and ran against state senator Tommy Burks in 1998. Okay, I just think all of our middle names should be in parentheses. Like, how much better would that be? Sarah (laughs) likes to sleep bedwell. (laughs) It'd be excellent. Okay, are you ready for a plot twist? Byron Lotex Looper then murdered Senator Tommy Burks two weeks before the election day. He was sentenced to life in prison, and he has fought his conviction, but the evidence was solid because a former high school classmate testified that Looper declared a few hours after the murder, I did it, man, I did it. I killed that guy I was running against. That story was wild from start to finish. So somewhere in jail right now is a man legally named Byron Lotax Looper. And that is everything on middle names. What if I just, like, had a child and I made their middle name just, like, empty parentheses? (laughs) 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 Or, like, (laughs) squiggly bracket, straight bracket, parentheses. You know how some places it's, like, put in your middle initial with the the initial (laughs) name Open parentheses. Like, what? <laughs> Byron Lotax Looper. I will never forget that. I mean, it's it's a branding move, for sure. It really is. He really sold himself. <laughs> and then he won, He could have won without murdering the guy. He, I would vote for a guy with parentheses in his name. Well, I don't know. I need more qualifications. <laughs> <laughs> this guy such, such wants to reduce your taxes, wants to make healthcare free and education free, and and wants to like improve the and help wants to help the community. This guy, terrible guy, got parenthesis in his middle name. Well, he said low taxes. It's like good. <laughs> oh, that's a platform. So you're such a better citizen than I am. Okay. I drank this whole glass of water, all my coffee, and most of this kombucha. What? I'm gonna have to pee so bad. I drank a quarter of like everything. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, thank you for being here with us today. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ykwibw podcast. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ykwibw podcast, where you can become a donor and receive some number of very very excellent benefits from us um that'll be that'll be very exciting any amount is appreciated although his monthly donation amount is two dollars um it would mean the world to us if you became a contributor to our podcast because we are doing this you know out of the fun in our hearts but but it's a financial investment just if anybody like donated would be like Wow. I love you forever. <laughs> All right. If you if you donate, Jane will tell you how much she loves you. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcast. Please consider leaving us a five star review on iTunes or any or any sort of review, but we hope it would be five stars. It really helps us get the word out about our podcast. You can check out our website, I've been wondering.com, where we post some photos um, that relate to our topics from every week um, as well as other exciting information other exciting updates 
And lastly, if you have something that you've been wondering about, please, please, please send it to us. We would love to know what you've been wondering and maybe we would cover it in an episode because obviously we have lots of stuff that we're thinking about, but we want to know what you're thinking about and we would love to incorporate that. And if you would like to send us something, you can send that to I've been wondering podcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to the Amazon delivery man that brought us this kombucha. <laughs> he was so mad at us. He was, like, really mad because our building, we have, like, we have one entrance and then there are four buildings labeled, like, A, B, C, D. And he somehow got into the entrance but then didn't know what building. And he oh, called me and he yeah. was like, I don't know where you are. <laughs> I was like, I'm coming. <laughs> so special thanks to that guy doing the most. Jane, you know what I've been wondering? What have you been wondering, Sarah? I've been wondering, well, I was thinking about what we talked about with astrology and tarot, Mm -hmm. which are two very important mystical elements, but something else that has, like, a lot of mystical elements that I don't really know a lot about is crystals. So I've been wondering, like, how do crystals work? Like, what's, what are their functions? How have we started using those? Okay, well, you just have to watch um, this amazing show called Steven Universe. Um. (laughs) I do watch Steven Universe, all right? And Steven Universe is a beautiful show, but, and I've learned a little bit about different gemstones. (laughs) But I don't understand how having rose quartz in my bedroom is supposed to help me. So please, all right, all right, please explain. Right. I will, I'll look into that for you. Thank you. Um, Sarah, you know what I've been wondering about? What have you been wondering? Okay, so I feel like people are always joking about like, oh my gosh, like that person is my spirit animal. Mm. Or like for the things that they really identify with, it's like their spirit animals. So like, what? What's the deal with that? Yeah, no, that's really interesting because I actually just saw a tweet that was like, I don't know what non-native person needs to hear this right now, but you do not have a spirit animal. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Mm. Um, Because I feel like that used to be a really huge vernacular and now it's not so much anymore, but I definitely still like hear it and like hear it used. So I just think of brother bear. Oh, absolutely. But that's your, that's a totem. That's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is different. All right. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. Awesome. All right. We will see you next time on You Know What I've Been Wondering.